welcome everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us as um, we discuss everything from A to Z as it relates to entrepreneurship. We're your dose of where divine winning starts here. I'm one half of this fruitful platform. Your hostess with the most is Lena Anderson. And I'm here with my amazing host, Miss Viney's Papers, right up there. Hello, everyone. How are you? And um, Women Win Together is a catalyst and supportive community for empowering women entrepreneurs and aspiring women entrepreneurs. But today and throughout a series of other scheduled events, we're going to be doing something different and very necessary. Um, if you haven't heard or seen via almost every platform globally, there are several pandemics hitting the African-American community that we are now globally <laughs> being recognized in um, with and as a result of the global pandemic COVID-19 and the murder of George Floyd by four officers in Minneapolis, Minnesota, many people have been awakened to old and ongoing realities for us, but new revelatory news for them. Yes. And the pandemics I'm speaking about are individual racism, systematic racism, police brutality, and the health and wellness disparities in our community. So the reason we're here today. Yes. Um, and again, I am your second half of Women Win Together, Vinnie Scapers, life coach and author and mindset strategist. And why we decided, as Lita explained, Women Win Together originally, our original platform and our original purpose of coming together has been shifted by what is transpiring here in the earth. And we wanted to do our part and play our role to give an opportunity and or a platform for the transparency that we support so readily so that you can have your voice. We wanted the empowered voices to share and to check in with our community because that's important. In the midst of all the fighting, in the midst of all the rallying, in the midst of all of the standing up, we need to be able to have a place where we can nurture, be nurtured and heard. And so this is the opportunity this evening and other evenings that we project to check in with our community and our brothers and sisters. So that's why we're here. So thank you for joining us. Yes. Yes. And so today we have our panelists with us. We have Mr. Bridges, um, Sherrod Bridges. He's the creator of the BU brand, encouraging you to be the best, most authentic you with a unique perspective on physical and mental wellness in life. We have Natasha McAllister, Wave, Natasha. <laughs> she is a lifestyle consultant and realtor by day and the founder of Fly Brown Girl Society, a fierce self-love advocate and thought provoker by night. She has a passion for mentoring and advising women personally and professionally and challenging the status quo to provoke thoughts that evoke change. We also have Thomas Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> he is the creator of Weighted Ministries, the hashtag weightlifted movement that engages and encourages fathers to share their truth and testimonies while working toward their mental, spiritual, physical, and parental health goals. We also have with us Tiffany Rochelle. She is a leadership consultant, award-winning international speaker, coach, and trainer who is an expert in mindset mastery and believes the healing and empowerment of women and youth is the key to healing the world. She facilitates workshops and training aimed at inspiring leaders to expand their impact in the global community through compassionate leadership, collaborative projects, and philanthropy through her nonprofit organization, Global Legacy Builders Foundation. 
So we have a, a plethora of amazing voices here. Um, and we're going to get right into it. Um, I already feel the weight um, that's on me that probably needs to be lifted off of me right now through this conversation. So I'm going to let my niece open it up. <laughs> As we said, we, we shared, thank you, Lena. I appreciate it. And again, we thank everybody for being here because as Lena introduced, there are several entrepreneurs here, and we know that as entrepreneurs, you are a brand. And we know as a brand, we can't throw caution to the wind about what we say and how we say it and what we do. And yet you are here courageously willing to articulate where you are in the midst of this travesty that has been transpiring, but is just now being exposed. Yes. So this experiencing is not new it's just being exposed at an unprecedented manner and the response to it has been um heightened if you will because many of us are saying no more so in light of that just a little housekeeping keep your uh, phones on mute we're going to ask um unfortunately so that we don't keep everybody here overnight we're going to offer a, a limited time for everyone to speak but we want you to be able to first breathe as a coach, I'm going to challenge everyone to breathe because one of the hosts just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out because this is a lot. And as Lena said, I can feel the weight. And so we want to take an opportunity and we'll, we'll call out. I don't know if you can see the hand raised. They don't have the hand raised. You can call out or we'll choose someone to speak. And if it is something that you choose not to speak to towards the question, that is fine. We'll pass it to someone else. And then you'll be unmuted so that you can articulate. And if there's a question directed at you, we allow that to happen. Okay. And the reason why we're here today is to ask you real plain and simple, how do you feel? How do you feel? That's why I asked you to take the breath. Because we can think, we can say something, we can articulate something real poetic, very romantic, and very uh, inspiring because that's what we do. We're brands, right? So we learned to put on what other people want to see. But the world doesn't really want to see how Mr. Bridges feel as a Black man. And we know that. That's why we're here. Lena, how she feel there? That's cute for two minutes. Tell that to somebody else. So we have to learn how to check in with one another authentically. So we're here to authentically ask you, how do you feel? And I want you to think about that. I want you to take a minute and pause. In the midst of all that, seeing images of yourself, images of your sisters, images of your mother, images of your children, Im images of your brothers, being slaughtered and slain and no reaction towards it. How do you feel? Can we start with Mr. Mr. Um, Anderson? Um, I saw you I your body language. You moved into that question. I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> how I feel, I, I'm, it's, it's confusing for me, honestly, because it's, it's tiring, it's frustrating, it's scary on one end of it being an African-American male in this community. And on the same time, um, or at the same time, uh, me personally, I'm such a loving person that I, I don't want to see it. Like, I, I want to be over it. I want to move past it. 
because I want my kids to move past it. But I mean, it starts with me and it's as, as hard as it is to say, it's scary to know how it would end with me and how can, how can I teach them if I, if I don't know how it's going to end for myself. That's good. That's good. That's good. One of the most powerful things about how you feel is your feelings are valid. You don't have to validate them. Yes. We're going to ask another next black man, black male, young black man, as you both are, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Bridges. How do you feel? I'm just coming along the screen this way and we're going we're gonna to meet the sisters. <laughs> How do you feel, Mr. Bridges? Um, my feelings are a little bit, a little bit, I don't want to say mixed. However, there's come, there comes a time where I'm sure there's a lot of people like me, a lot of black, uh, a lot of black people who become numb to what they see mm. and numb to what they experience. And, um, through our growth in life from the things that we see, we learn how to internalize and compartmentalize a lot of things. Um, and it just so happens that we starting to see a lot more on camera. It's been going on. We've, we've witnessed it go on, but it, we're starting to see a lot more on camera. And now they're asking us to express our feelings. And for so long, we had to suppress our feelings. Um, for me, the growth that I have had to do with my life allows me to express them in not such a rageful way, but that's okay if there's a lot of people who are feeling that way because period, <laughs> because period. Um, so, um, so I feel, I feel a little bit numb, but I feel, um, ready for solution and change to come forth immediately. Thank you for sharing um, your feelings. And I, there's a reason why I wanted to start, start with the men. I wanted to start with the men because unlike what society says, we need them. They are the heads of our, agree with me or not, my perspective, is that their posture and their position is so valuable. And they need a safe place to know that the articulation of their feelings are well received and we're listening to them, we're hearing them. They need to be heard so that they can be safe and they can manage that, yes? Miss Tiffany, please share with us your feelings. Sorry, I had to unmute, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, we can. Um, you know, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine earlier today is that I'm in that generation where I've seen, I've seen so much of this, I'm in between. It comes and goes in waves and I'll be 50 next year, right? <laughs> so I was saying I'm in that generation where we have a certain type of numbness to this. And the numbness that we've acquired is for self-preservation, but also because we've had to be strong in a way to keep going through. And, and so now I'm at a place where I'm seeing some things and I'm saying, I'm tired of this conversation. I'm tired of 
explaining. I'm tired of being the bigger person, yet my makeup and the calling on my life, who I'm called to be, says I can't stop. I can't be tired. And I have to find a way to the love. I have to be able to separate those personal biases, those personal things and instances and, and, and things that I say that enrage me because it enrages me to see injustice. Yet, because of who I am, enragement doesn't work. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a factor that will help me move in my calling. So I'm constantly torn between the balance of being who my purpose says I am and working through the personal part that's the human part that's not the spirit that's not the spiritual that's the i'm ready to slap somebody and they they need to get it right so that's where i am you know last week i was emotional wreck this week i'm i'm back up on my okay what do we gotta do i'm trying to put my coach away as and be my be my brothers and sisters sister and so my coat my sister is overriding the coach and i feel your tears tiffany i feel you as you speak my i want you to know i feel you as you speak if i didn't want to lose a lash on camera right now i would be bawling you are permeating through your voice and that's why we're here, so that we can know that there's somebody who's listening to you. I heard you. I heard what you didn't say. I heard what you didn't say. Miss Natasha, I need a tissue. I need tissue. I need tissue. I do. I'm emotional right now. I need tissue. Me too. I need tissue. And it's okay. I need tissue. Come on, Natasha. Mm, I am angry, mm -hmm. uh, confused, but hopeful, but actually scared because we are being asked to risk the trust right now from an op oppressive society. So I don't know how to uh, embrace all the new black love. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's just an opportunity. I see Celeste over there. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the opportunity right now because they know something we don't know. The fear of us walking away from their brands or something. It is, it is shocking. This has been going on for so long. Why now? Why so many changes in the last three or four weeks that we've never gotten in the 44 years that I've been born. So I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. So I'm literally waiting for the plot twist. I want to believe, but how do I believe the same society that ignored it forever? Mm -hmm. These are the same people who knew about Trayvon Martin eight years ago. They're the same CEOs of the companies. Why now? And then all of them together. So I want to believe. I want to believe, but something telling me is 
it's not right. Something's going to happen and it's about an opportunity. So I'm keeping my guard up. So you, so this is going to, this has, as there's something else that has just been birthed through us doing this. I'm not going to do that now, but something has been birthed in us. Through. We need these type of sessions to bring us out and through to the, we need this. And so, and I need to hold up my sister right now, Lena, because her body, her posture is speaking to me loud and clear. And, and I need to let you know that I got you under your arms, sister. We have you under your arms. You're going to make me cry. And this is why we, because nobody, and as Natasha said, now all of a sudden the mic is in our mouth because we've become wiser to the, where, the power of our dollars. Something shifted in the atmosphere for us to learn what we need to do. And now all of a sudden you see me. And the reason why Lena and I considered that we wanted to do this is because it's not about being concerned about somebody else seeing us. It's time that we start seeing us. And so we wanted to do this so I can say to Lena, I see you. Natasha, I see you. Tiffany, I see you. Sherrod, I hear you. I see you. Mr. Anderson, I see you because we have been, Celeste, I see you. Tony, I see you. Because we have been, had, we've had to play invisible. And if I can play the coach and the advocate and your sister, many of us didn't speak feelings. We spoke survival modes. If I can share, many of us didn't, we couldn't even really articulate our feeling because we've been used to doing what Sister Tiffany told, said that we had to do. I had to pick up my bootstraps. I had to keep going. I had to put the building on my back with the babies in there, with the, with the carrying and pushing the shopping cart. I didn't have time to feel. I really don't have time to feel. I can't articulate my feelings. So it shows up other ways. What Mr. Bridges spoke of, I'm learning how to channel, but it will project if we don't learn to identify. That's why we're here. So we can heal, even if it starts with two. I need to hear how you feel, Sister Lena. How do you feel? I see. It's all encompassing everything. Like um, Karen, my husband say, he doesn't know how it's gonna turn out. It's, a... it's okay. You safe, we safe. That those are the thoughts that are in my, my husband's mind and my son's mind. Um, and here, like, like Natasha said, that's the same thing. It's like my pain and my suffering, my fear, my anxiety about my oppressor. It's not a hashtag or a trend. That's right. And I don't want it to, there to be... Um, a space where there's no accountability, where you're getting dollars now to support Black Lives Matter and you're getting product now to support Black Lives Matter and it's still the same. Um, I hear, I hear the, ne the need for us to consistently voice and use our voices because I'm, I think about what COVID did where we have to cover our face with a mask and we can't. And even when you're talking through a mask, it's a muffled sound. You can't really hear clearly. And in the, in the space and in the place of all this happening, there's still room for racism and police brutality to take, to take precedence almost. It's like 
you're you're not even worried about coding whatever your heart issue is that needs to be cleared up took over and you're taking lives black lives and the it's okay like you like it's okay for you to do that and so i'm 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 angry i'm angry at myself in a way because i didn't think that i i wouldn't like to say that i'm the quietest person in the room when it comes to issues like this but i'm not i know i'm not the loudest and so there's guilt there associated with my brothers and sisters pain where sometimes i don't i don't feel comfortable enough celebrating something going on with me because my brothers and sisters are dying in the streets. I don't even know how to like, it's like a second of happiness and joy. And then you click down on, you scroll down and somebody else is getting attacked. Somebody else is dying. Not, at, not, not necessarily because of COVID, but because still this is happening. And now my abuser, is open arms and I'm I gotta run to you and give you a hug and it's it's hard. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I wanna celebrate everybody who I want you to take a moment to celebrate you for articulating that. Um I'ma share where I am right now. I'm I'm very much acquainted. I'm acquainted with a few of you here on the line and any of you replay. And once again, the courageous, the courage to articulate freely how you feel in spite of your brand or not considering a brand um, is to be applauded and celebrated because, you know, if you are your brand, your brand is in danger anyway because it's clothed in brown skin. Mm -hmm. So my brand, Empowered for Elevation LLC, Empowered for Elevation LLC is speaking up and out against the travesty that's transpiring. I am enraged. You guys are very nice. Y'all polite. Y'all, y'all, y'all still. I am enraged. I'm feeling violent. I feel violated. I feel frustrated. I don't feel defeated. I almost feel empowered. It's almost like you want to see my power overted so that I can do to you what you have done to me. As a mother of black sons, I should not have a, to talk myself out of anxiety attacks every day. When none of them are criminals, they're all taxpayers, they pay their bills, they vote, they will help everybody that they can come in contact. Every one of my sons will take their shirt off their back and give it to somebody walking across the street no matter what color they are, maybe not today. So I'm living in a society that's overtly, covertly altering the efforts that I put into my sons because I know there's a beast within and I did everything I could to keep it within, but I will never suggest that they die without swinging. I will never suggest that they don't use their hammer or their shield. I will never suggest that they will go out without a fight. And so now I feel like you are requiring me to arm them in another fashion to make sure they make it home to me. So I'm feeling selfish right now. Because what I care about is my sons making it home to me. 
If it's by way of telephone, email, text, pigeon, bird, raven, dog, puppy, cat, I need them to make it home to me. So I'm feeling desperate. And when you're feeling desperate, you might do anything. I work too hard to be an upstanding citizen to still feel desperate. If one of my children get pulled over for maybe not a, a red light or he shouldn't be standing in front of his brand new home because he got locks in his hair. That's how I'm feeling, beloved. I'm feeling afraid and I don't want to call my children in panic every day. You okay, you all right, made it home, blah, blah, blah. Went to the gas station, tell me where you are, which street you on so I can know. I'm feeling violated watching images of my son go down under the knee of someone who had ultimately would not have paid the cost for it. So, and I'm, I'm feeling motivated to know that we have to stop looking outside of us for the healing, for the deliverance and or the restitution that's required. That's why we're here and that's why we're doing this. And so I ask if any one of you, we, we could start, or Lena, do you have a question that you want to ask any, anyone specifically? Um, <laughs> if not, I, I, it's okay, I do. Oh, Tiffany. Go ahead, Tiffany. <clears throat> um, you opened up something that I was, I've been thinking, like I wanted to say it when you said that we have to go inside for the healing first. And one of the conversations um, that I have, and I think that we have to have within ourselves is the own division we have inside our race based on skin color and hair texture. You mm. know, I'm a light-skinned woman, right? And I have, I will admit it freely and wholly have lived a life of privilege because of my mm -hmm. stature, because mm -hmm. of my skin, because I, uh, you know, the appearance of my hair, the appearance of, you know, my ability to articulate, right? The difference is everyone in my family is dark. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with a deep seated love for dark complected women and men like that's the seed of it. So I'm very protective of my darker hued people because my family, my dad was dark, his sisters, my cousins, everybody, your complexion, like they're dark. There's no question about it. But I was like, I was like the outsider in my family, even though my family didn't divide up like that. I was still the, you know, I'm the light one. So when I come into other circles and I've experienced darker women have a problem with me for something that I didn't choose, there's something I have no control over because I've never acted any way other than a black woman who loves other black women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've never been anything but protective of my black people as a whole. But to see that now, this day and age, we're still having conversations about skin color and it hurts me because I know the hurt that my sisters have experienced mm -hmm. because of hair, because of skin. 
And if I could take that pain away, I would. But I also want to call us out and call us in and say, us looking at each other with hate and disregard and disrespect because, oh, she thinks she cute. Or mm -hmm. like I, I literally saw this online today. Someone said, light-skinned women don't care anything about us. They never have child. And that's such a sweeping statement, but just the idea that these sentiments are so prevalent within our community, that's a source of division that we have to address. We have to come to terms with that. We have to get a conversation going about how we unify in these small conversations that really are of no consequence. Like my skin color, how do I expect a white person to look at me and not care about my skin color when the person next to me who's supposed to be like me, who's supposed to be with me, cares about my skin color just as much as they do. Thank you for opening that up. And, and, and we can, if anybody has anything they want to speak to that, anybody, come on, Ms. Celeste, we see your hands raised. I, I, I see you. Thank you, Sister Tiffany, because the conversation, Lena and I knew that that question was going to elude, but that's definitely a place where we need healing at. You're absolutely right. Miss Celeste, she has a question or and or a comment. Unmute, can you unmute yourself? Got it. Got oh. it. Oh my goodness. You guys are just Oh, we got a lot of questions. We got a lot of people. You you're you're reading through my heart and my mind to go back to how we're feeling. Um yes. just to pick back a little bit off of um Uvenice, I have two sons. So yeah. my feeling in all of this right now is powerless mm. because I can't shield my babies. And mm. when I say babies, I'm talking about a 32 year old man mm -hmm. and an 18-year-old. So even baby. when I try right to separate the 32-year-old, he's a man, he's going through his trials, he know what it is. But this 18-year-old just graduated from high school and this is his work. This is his world. And it's 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 crazy that I'm sorry, Natasha Tiffany brought the thing up regarding colorism. Mm -hmm. We struggle with that within my family, my son's entire life, because I'm dark skinned. My oldest son is very dark skinned, and my younger son is light skinned. So I didn't know how to prepare him for those things because I didn't know anything about being light-skinned. And the kids have this thing, team light skin, team dark skin. Wow. Yep. So on top of me trying to push my son to complete education, now I have to teach him at home about, even though that person is the same color as you, because they're a different complexion, they may treat you different. Wow. So, so we went through that. Now, now it's, they're not the same color as you, but they will hang you from a tree, run behind you in a car and shoot you while you're jogging. <laughs> oh, wait, you could be in your house sleep and the cops are busting. Do not announce themselves and kill you in your sleep. Go ahead, son, walk out the door, have fun. Live your life. That's what I'm talking about right there. Mr. Bridges, I mean, or, Lena, I, 
That's what I'm talking. What you saying right now, and the timer has gone off. That's the only reason I'm interjecting. We need a complete forum, Lena. Do you hear me? What I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, no, absolutely. It's a lot that that has to be unpacked. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Because I, I can you, understand. I don't know what to tell my children. I don't have. I can't. When if my if I tell my son, hey, you know, if you have a weapon on you and it's licensed, let the cop know. I can't. He's seen what happened. I can't. I can't. To, I feel muted. I can't. I don't know what to say anymore. It's That's the worst I'm feeling sorry. for a parent. I'm sorry to jump in, Celeste. And if your 18 year old is like my 18 year old, because I have the same thing. I have two. My two older children are dark complexion, and my youngest son is light skin. He's 18, and this is his world, and he doesn't see it like this. So it's like it's. I feel. I feel strapped when I'm trying to prepare him because he's not, I, I feel like he's not getting it. And when you're trying to impress him, like, no, baby, you can't just walk out like that. No, everybody's not your friend. And no, mm -hmm. even if you articulate and you think that you're not doing anything wrong, you still got to be prepared to be treated mm -hmm. like you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm going to piggyback off of that right now by asking the gentleman, Mr. Bridges. Yeah, Mr. Bridges has a thing. These two women speak to and then Mr. Anderson, these two women spoke to, they don't know what to say to their sons. What, Mr. Bridges, what can we say? You are, you are a young black man. You were raised by a single black woman. Can you say something to these women who have 18 year old sons who are just stepping out to be a Mr. Bridges and to be a Mr. Anderson. And we'll speak to Mr. Mr. Bridges doesn't have any children. We'll speak to Mr. Anderson about that. But what do you say to these mothers? How, what, what can you offer them? Um, can, I, can I first address um, Ms. Tiffany's um, statement about, and Celeste about the colorism in our community? Um, a lot of things, and this, and this is gonna kind of be a built, built up, um, it kind of has the same foundation of all things that as within our own community when it comes to healing. Um, in order for us to heal and move past certain things, a lot of times we have to understand where it came from. I cannot solve a, a math problem or a science problem if I do not yet know the root. Colorism comes from when we were first brought to this country and the light-skinned ones were being treated fair, fairly by the slave masters because of the way they, they look, right? They fairly, right? I saw you, Lena, with your quotes, right? Yeah, fairly, right? So. Um, this is why, so when they back into the barn or whatever they were housed, those people thought that, you know, you were doing something other favorable besides, so that carries down to generation, same way how we whip our children before they go out, that carries down to make sure that they stay in line. Everything that we have learned that we have passed down through the culture has been since the beginning of us being in this country. So we have to come to a, we have to come to an understanding together yeah, it's cool to make jokes about it on it. The means team, light skin, team dark skin. I see a lot of that too. What about that? Um, you know, hip and with Drake and all of these artists and stuff. It makes it cool to do that because, you know, you got the DMX and then you got Drake. You clearly have a different thing. It's nothing to do with them being light skin and dark skin, but that's what it's going to be made out to be on the internet, right? And internet perpetuates a, just like the media, internet perpetuates a an idea that is later found to be truth in a lot of communities. So 
we have to come together, understand the root of a lot of problems, and that's how we can attack those problems. That's on colorism. As far as as far as speaking to the ladies about what to tell their young men as they go out into the world, um, a lot of times, and I, I'll, I'll speak from my own experience. I can't I can't necessarily speak for a lot of um, other people, but my own experience is as as a man is it's hard for a woman to teach a man how to be a man, much less how to be a black man. That is, that is hard. Not that it can't be done, but that is hard. Men tend to try to seem to find their own way about things, right? If they don't have, uh, if there's, if there isn't the father present and I don't know the situation, if there isn't the father present, which there are a hundred reasons why there aren't father presence in our community nowadays, we can look at this, uh, systematic and systemic uh, racism in the prison uh, justice system, the criminal justice system. We can look at that, right? But if there isn't a father present, sometimes the man will go out and build the lean of the men or things that they see. So in our younger community, the 18s, the 19-year-olds, the, the 16-year-olds, they are seeing that as a generation that is coming up, believe it or not, in love. They're coming up everybody's just so when they see their peers being accepted for who they are, they think that the adults, remember our politicians and police officers are 40, 50 year old adults who were during the civil rights movements, they have an idea. They're teaching some of their kids, but when they run into that 50 year old cop, that 16 year old boy because his 16 year old white friends are accepting him, that that 50 year old cop should be the same. That's not how it goes. So, we just have to understand where they are mentally and kind of meet them at that level. And then as a young man say, hey, listen, this is why I'm telling you. I explain things to my nephew. I explain him why I'm telling him certain things, let him break it down, give him reasoning behind it. He's 13 years old. I explain those things to him and then ask him, yeah, you got questions for me? What's up? Like, just talk to me. And he'll slowly open up. Wow. So. Thank you so much for that feedback. You have an 18-year-old son. You kind of spoke to it earlier. But for the two women who have 18-year-old sons, and you can hear their heart palpably through the screen, what could you ask? What can you speak to that regarding? What do you say to your son when he goes outside? So for me, for me with my son, I just... The best I can give him is be who you are and don't allow anyone or any situation determine that. And what I mean by that is I'm talking about from both sides because the same way, because of all the things we've been taught, all the things that have been done to us, we sometimes walk around with a mean face on because we don't want to be bothered. We don't want you to just come up to us just because you see us and you think we are intimidating. I can't, I, I try my best to tell him not to allow someone else's energy to take over you, period. Mm -hmm. They go through their own systematic racism that is embedded in them. It's taught, it's taught every day. It's the same way in the system now their systematic racism of saying, I feared for my life. That, that's, that's the code now for, oh, this black guy was here in this situation and I feared for my life. So it's okay for me to use deadly force. When as many times 
they're chased down, run down, hit by another race, and they're still taking in A-OK. But I can't allow that energy of seeing that as much as it infuriates me. I can't allow that, and I can't let him allow that to change who he is. Because if it does, then the first thing he's going to think when they pull him over or say something is, okay, what's up? What, what do you want? It's going to be a hostile tone from the start. And that's not what I want for my son. I want, like you said, I want him to make it home. That's my number one thing. I want him to make it home. So I can't allow him to do, even with his friends, I can't allow him because they're doing something that he think is okay. And it might be, I can't allow him to all the time do that because you may put yourself in the wrong situation or you may be at the wrong timing. And I know, I know those situations. So I'm sorry. I, I just tried to get him to step away from that. I want Mr. Bridges is something. I want to celebrate you because of the resilience, the intentionality, and the termination. I remember having it having to do it times three. When I really wanted to say something different, I didn't want to tell my son to put his hand in his pocket. I didn't. I wanted to tell him run them over, run him over, and make it home. Can I? Can we? Can we see? We need a place to be safe so that I'm we not can. Lying. I'm, you ain't lying. Tell, You're not lying. So that when we in the milk aisle with our brothers and sisters rolling our eyes at each other because we have not had the opportunity to articulate what's happening on the inside, so it's stuffed and it starts oozing out of the underarm pits. It starts oozing out of the hair. It starts oozing because we are overwhelmed by it. I am not okay. And it's okay to say, you are not okay. I heard Miss Celeste say that, I'm not okay. She didn't use those words, but I heard her say, I'm not okay. When Mr. Bridges said he's numb, he, that means he's not okay. And we have to begin, which again, I celebrate. And I, I want to ask Miss Natasha, uh, we have to begin taking the intentional responsibility to say, I am going to be a part of my sister and brother's healing by first giving myself opportunity to heal mm. because I'm not okay. Yeah, that right there. <laughs> that right there. I caught that exhale. That right there. It's just so much that we have to pay attention to. Yes. Like, we're, we're always trying to be seen within our own community and with the outside world. So it's like we're divided. Even I had a whole conversation with the, for the last five days with a girlfriend about colorism. And... It's like, we're, we have to, sh it's, where do we get this help from? How do we heal? How do we start that, how can we make it work? How can we make it work when the outside world where we live most of our day is on the outside, we're having to fight whatever that is outside. And now we got to come in and deal with the colorism within our own community. I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea how to start, where to begin. How do we start in our own community? How All I can do is, well, it's not even all I can do, is start in my four walls in my house. Mm 
You're doing it now. Yeah. You know, you're doing it. You're doing it right now because you are present making. So availability and powerful elevation is built on certain stats, five things, transparency, mm-hmm. doing that availability. You are here. Authenticity. You saying it, what it is, it is what it is. You, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Accountability. I'm going to maintain my level of accountability on how I treat my sister. So now Absolutely. it gets a sneer from across the room about her beautiful light-skinned self. She's going to understand before she becomes offended and defensive. She's going to understand the root, like Mr. Bridges spoke of, and she's going to have greater empathy. She's not going to react. She's going to respond. And in that moment was the opportunity for healing. Okay. So it starts small. Yes. So you, 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 you're doing it by making yourself available. You know it wasn't going to be 3,000 people on the Zoom, and you're here anyway. Absolutely. Which means you're searching for the healing and you're not searching for recognition. Yes. Yes. So you're already, if I can celebrate you and articulate to you that you're already playing a role. Thanks, Finesse. You're already playing a role, my sister. And you know what? I think a lot of us are in that same realm of are we doing enough now that we got the floor? Now that the world is looking at us, what are we going to do with this power that we have that's just maybe for a fleeting moment? And I just want to make sure that I'm doing my part. I'm contributing to change. I'm evoking something that, that grows us as a culture. And I want to make sure that I do my part. We... It took 400 years. Mm-hmm. And, and you said something, Natasha. I'm going to repeat this, but Natasha gets the credit for this. And this gave, this gave me chills, y'all. I want to say this to you because I can hear the burden. I can hear the mm-hmm. I can hear the rage. I can hear the anger. And this is not how this was. This is kind of just, Lena just let me run with this. I noticed she just let me run with this. <laughs> she let me do my little coach thing. But Natasha said this, and I want you to take this with you when you see yourself in the mirror. I want you to take this with you while you're washing your dishes. I want you to remember this. We were a people that were kings and queens, and we still are. We got our hands tied and thrown in a sea, not a river, not a pool. And it was intended for us to drown because our hands were tied and we learned to use our feet. And we still made it to the shore at the same time you made it to the shore. That is a resilience. I should not be living next door to you considering that you had your foot on my neck after 400 years. I shouldn't be able to have a business and still be as inspired and aspired as I'm considering all the roadblocks in place. I want you to see yourself as a bad mamma jamma. Shut your mouth. That's right. Absolutely. And that's exactly how I feel. So it is a power. It is a power in us. Mm -hmm. And like I told you the other day, I don't like the term strong because strong is equal to struggle. And I'm tired of that. We are a resilient people. We are resilient. So yes, they did tie our hands behind our back and we learned to use our feet. 
We had to take whatever they gave us. And now I am living next door to their daughter. I am shopping at the same mall as their mother. So can you imagine where we would have been? Can you imagine where we would have been if they did? And I feel like they're trying to limit us every possible way because we are so resilient as a people. So I'm proud of nothing else because we're living in the same neighborhoods. We are at the same jobs and our race started way back there. Matter well, of fact, they should be father along. How about this, Natasha? Where would they be if they didn't Ooh. take everything from us? Come where on would now. they be? Where would they be? How about, <laughs> let me say that again, where would they be? Tiffany. Everything. Everything. We are the originators. Everything. <laughs> we creative, honey. We are creative. And there's a spirit. Lena and I talk about this all the time. There is a spirit in us, a divine nature that comes with our skin and our ability. Like, it, like the sheer thought of everything that has been done to us all around the world. Mm -hmm. And when you come to us in general, our first, our first inclination is, is to love and to nurture. Come on here. To bring you in, accept you, and heal you. Come on here. My timeline was full of the unmelanated talking about they were being disowned because they were talking about Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And right in their timeline was a bunch of Black mothers in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our protest, in the midst of our struggle. Come on. Saying, come with us, baby. We'll take care of you. Come with us. We'll love you. We'll Let me ask this question then, Miss Tiffany. <laughs> I got chills, y'all. We're gonna listen. We're gonna have to do this a different way. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. This is this is so powerful for me. Have anybody? This is the last question I'm gonna ask. Has anybody noticed there's a different interaction without words between us at the grocery store, at the gas station? Mm-hmm. I guess my question is, would you take the challenge and the charge from this Women Win Together platform that my lovely co-owner and co-host has allotted me to just coach on? She just, she, 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 she just put her hand under her chin and said she's on a roll. Long answers. <laughs> would you take the charge and the challenge with wisdom and, I, and I'm really saying this for Mr. Bridges, I'm thrown with wisdom in there because that was the, the protective part of me <laughs> with wisdom. Take the charge and the challenge to be greater compassionate towards each other. Mm -hmm. That's it. To not see my fly light-skinned sister walk in and be like, uh, and not see my pretty black jet black sister Celeste come on here and sister Natasha come on through and be like who she thinks she is because I'm just I want to be a little darker kiss but when I look can I authentically and when I notice that she enters into the room can I be more supportive of Mr. Bridges and Mr. Anderson and understand why they're walking without a smile and showing every one of their teeth can I be greater compassionate towards me when I see me in them we need to if 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 in fear and in the in the in our nature we were, were able to do that with our counterparts so freely and so willingly we should absolutely be able to dive right in and see 
ourselves in each other and do that. We can't, we can't keep on turning away our own and judging our own. And I know that it is a mental and a systematic oppression that has been with us. But if we can jump ship and be real quick to save mm-hmm. somebody else who's getting kicked out that don't look like us, we need to know that it starts at home and we, we are the home. We all are the home and do and, and take 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 part in that. I ain't got no judgment for nobody. We all been through this. We all going through this. Yes. And we have to be able to stand firm and, and help each other and lift right. each other up. Yes. Through, through this. Yes, yes, ma'am. Mr. 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 Bridges, I always pick on a men first and go this way because that's how I see it on my screen. What do you say? What is your charge and your challenge from this point forward before we close? regarding how you will further engage greater intentionally with you and your brother and you and your sister. I don't know if he's, can you hear me, Mr. Bridges? Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. All right, there we go. Um, As far as you know, I'm going to continue to do what I've been doing for a little while. Obviously, uh, you know where I am. I am. I'm all about the self empowerment um, of people, helping build build them up, especially uh, the kings and queens that that you uh, already refer to. That we are. So, when it comes to when I see people uh, in the street, I understand. I understand from a historical perspective. I understand from a human perspective that there are people who are going through that day and they might not want to smile. They might have a little bit of whatever. So my brother and my sister gets more leeway than, you know, somebody else might have when, when I encounter them in the street in any type of confrontational way. Right. I, I always bring, I try to bring love to everybody when I see them. However, um, I understand that there's a lot of stuff that's heaped on our backs as, as black people in this country. <clears throat> In this world, like we 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 carry everything. We built it, and then we carry it from from our hands to our dollar. Which Natasha, which is why you say you don't trust it. Why everybody's coming coming out right now is because they understand that we have 1.3 trillion dollars in spending power alone. That does not include our allies. That does not include anybody. Just black people. That's why they're coming out. So yes, continue to keep your guard up. But you know that's one way we vote. So. Um, just empowering and educating my people and giving them a little bit more slide, you know, and hopefully, hopefully anyone who needs to look for some education on some stuff, you know, I'm not a historian, but I'm read up to understand why we are in the space that we are now so that we can get out of that space. You know, you have to, you have to be able to, if you want to move forward, you got to see where you came from. And, um, that's one of the things that I, I'm big on. So that's how I, I intend to continue to help my people, period. Thank you, sir. And thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Your presence is welcome and love. And we're going to continue to go around with that charge. And then we'll ask our guests as well if that's okay with me. Miss Natasha, would you please tell us your, your, already, your charge and your challenge? Well, my charge and challenge is to continue to empower power. So my goal is to always help people and myself 
change the way that we see ourselves and each other. Because once we change the way that we see each other, we respond differently to each other. Yeah. Because I see right. you and me and vice versa. Yeah. So um, that is what I, well, the uh -oh. that is my mission. That is my mission on a daily basis is to make sure that I am changing the way that I see us when mm -hmm. I walk out the door. I don't want to have an eye like a suspicious eye. I don't want to do that to us because if you have a suspicious eye, you respond with a suspicious action. And that, that causes us to be in a defensive posture. So I want to just continue on with my platform of allowing men and women to just drop their shoulders and recognize the sister and brotherhood between us. You are so appreciated, my sister, and very much celebrated by myself personally, by Sister Lena, and definitely by Women Win Together. We thank you so much for being a part of this very necessary exhale. Yes. Tiffany? Um, for me, uh, I'm actually just coming off of a, a, a spiritual sabbatical, um, which was the rest I needed to go ahead and proceed in the work that I'm assigned to. And what that is, is um, I'm a bridge. So I develop, help develop the future leaders and help um, transform the mindset and the understanding of identity of those up and coming leaders in order for them to take the reins, take the, take the, um, the lead, but with compassion, with ethics, with power of, knowing who they are and whose they are. Yes. Um, so continuing, continuing in my leadership development work um, here in, in Africa and continuing to bridge the gap and bring people together and work on those mindsets and identity. You are celebrated, my sister, and you are so appreciated. And we take not your presence for granted. We thank you for all that you brought to this evening and all that you bring to our our future leaders, you are so, um, we're so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Miss Lena. Um, I'm gonna continue to push myself because um, I believe that I'm not um, somebody who takes a seat at the table. I, I, I bring the table. Come on here. And so I'm gonna- hey, say, that, say, that, say that one more, say that one more. <laughs> I need you to say that real, real loud. Real, real loud. Say that loud, loud, loud. So, as I'm not a person who um, brings a seat to the table. I'm the table. I bring the table. So I'm going to continue to level up the platforms for people to have those moments to release. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care if I have to speak. I do want to remove the shame and get all the, get all the yuck off of us release all of that we have a lot to unpack that we didn't put in the suitcase and um i want that for us and so i'm gonna continue whatever whatever tables i do bring offer up seats lots of seats <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. and I, I i i would love to you know it's just a privilege to to be your co anything because you move with such integrity and um, this was so necessary. And when I said, Lena, let's, and you said, yo, yeah, that's necessary. I'm so grateful. I feel lighter since I sat down here. I don't know if anybody else has that 
experience, but I feel I a lot lighter because um, I really feel like the crowd in the room heard what I said and they cared about what I said. And that's so important right now. Mr. Anderson, what's your charge and challenge? So I will say, leaving everybody with this, man, I know that there's power in my voice and I know that there's power in my unity. So with my platform, I, I, I'm just, I have to step out more as, as shy as I get. I have to step out more to continue to build my brothers up in the things that they do, because the more we unify together, the scarier it is for everyone else in a sense that they know what we can accomplish. They know what we have accomplished. And it's just for us to, to come together and get past the, the looking at that guy like he's after me and I, I have no idea of what he's been through and he has no idea of what I've been through. It's for Come me on, to meet sir. my brother and know who he is and for him to know who I am so that we can, we can get across that same, that same bridge together because the more that we do that, the more the youth isn't looking at everything as a divide and they're looking at it as a conquer. Yes, sir. Come on here. You better, you better, that made me want to throw my fist up. <laughs> Look, I'm going to put those, <laughs> this is how my granddaughter sit, when she have her little fist just like that. That made me want to put my fist up. I felt your energy in that one, okay? Yes, sir. And your shyness is just a, it's just a um, stumbling block to attempt to impede what's in you. Yeah, the roaring line in you. So it's like, nah, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. There's a roaring line on the inside waiting to come out, but I'm going to move right all along. I'm not going to go here where I want to go right there with you right now. I'm going to step off and I'm going to thank you so very much for being present and being for the, the better half of my half of women win together. Um, it is humbling to have shared the platform with you today. Miss Celeste. We don't have a whole lot of guests, obviously. So we want to ask you, what is your challenge and your charge? Oh, my challenge is to put my fear, not in the back seat, but like way, way back in the yard and <laughs> understand that I have a lot of organizations that I belong to with women. Mm -hmm. and, and because of the pandemic, I haven't really gotten together and spoken to them. So I need to check on my people. I need to reach out and gather them and show them some love and be consistent with it because I think we lost our way. I lost my way. And I always tell them just because I'm dark, that doesn't mean that I don't shine. So I need to start shining on some folks again. Wait, look, look. So, so, just a little bit. I appreciate you guys. I just want to say that real quick. I appreciate you guys. You have no idea what you laid upon me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to move with it. I appreciate you. I really I'm, do. It's excited to have you. She and I went to junior high school together. And so we understand that this tone wasn't celebrated when we were coming up. But th this wasn't this wasn't what was in. when We, we wasn't the little girls getting chased around the schoolyard. We wasn't. But honey, today, if God can add a little more to me, I wouldn't mind taking some. You understand? <laughs> that, that. 
Because again, like Mr. Bridges said, I've learned the root. And I said, oh, I'm cute. What you saying to me? <laughs> I learned the root. That's right. So I'm so grateful because I, again, I feel lighter. Is there anybody else here that, no, uh, uh, that wants to share what their challenge and their charge are? We will do this again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. We have added this to our dossier and our responsibility. You are awesome, you are valuable, you are wonderful, you are powerful, you are resilient, you are everything that you need. We do not need the permission or the acceptance from anyone who's so intimidated by you that they want to destroy you. So women win together, appreciate you. We look forward to seeing you again, but most importantly, we look forward to winning with you. Yes. Again. Yes. Yes. Anything you want to say, dear sweet Lena, that let me hope <laughs> No, just look forward to us um, coming together again and um, having more panelists um share we're gonna put it up on um it's gonna be up on spotify we're probably gonna put it on youtube and everywhere else and we'll let you know and share and invite and we hope to see you again on the next one thank you all for joining us this is look i'm lighter because i know the minute i got on i was like this <laughs> so i'm i feel so I'm, I'm i'm happy to have shared this platform with all of you and with my co-host by me so Love you all. Have, you have all. a blessed evening. And we thank you so much. Until thank you all. Thank you for inviting thank you for me. me. Absolutely. The privilege was our own. Yes, it was. Everybody have a blessed night. You too. Thank Good you. Good night all. Have a blessed night. Good night. Have a great night. Good night.